0: You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Hello to everyone on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on podcast. Hi to everyone with Patrick and Julie up in the atrium and all the guys in the cafe church space downstairs. It's good to have you join us. Praise God. I'm running a bit late, but I'm not apologizing, amen? So if you come in here and you're looking at your crap and gun, he's really gone over time, you're probably in the wrong church. Because we want the Holy Spirit to move, amen? amen? We just don't want a ding-dong. However, I'm going to get into the word, and I have 30 minutes to share it, so I'm going to make the most of the time. Would you agree with me when I say that any relationship that survives, it needs to be two-way? Amen. Yeah? So if you're in a marriage or relationship, you need to communicate to one another. You need to listen to one another. It's the same with friends, even in a business or a work relationship. We need to hear one another. How much more so do we need to hear... God. Now, the Lord, through the Bible, tells us that we bring our prayers, our requests to him. But equally, I want to talk today how God wants to whisper to us. Like the photograph here with the headphones, sometimes we need to put on our spiritual headphones and hear what God wants to say to us. And I'm going to look at three very simple levels today and some of us are at different levels but they're all the same prayer. Last week I was looking at how David became king over Israel and he captured Jerusalem in 2 Samuel 5. He that, and he knew God had called him to be a king, and we were reminded that every Christian today, God has called all of us into a royal priesthood, there is a kingly aspect to our faith, and part of being a king is to fight battles, and don't think that's fighting when it fell on the street, it's spiritual battles, and God has called us into this, so today I'm going on to the next bit of 2 Samuel 5, looking at David, thousands of years ago, But it is a fresh word for today because it applies to you and me. So I'm going to continue on in 2 Samuel 5. Read the whole chapter yourself at home to get the full benefit. But I pray, Lord, your word would come alive now and would challenge us and would encourage us and would feed our souls. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. So David is king and he's just won the city of Jerusalem. The city up high, great victory of what happens. When the Philistine enemy heard that David was king of all Israel, they gathered in full force to attack him. But David heard about this, and he went to pray and inquire of the Lord, saying to the Lord, Will I attack this enemy? And if so, will you give me the victory? And the Lord answered, Yes, I will. Therefore, David attacked the enemy in battle and he defeated the Philistines. But the enemy spread out and attacked a second time. David again asked the Lord, and the Lord answered, Don't go straight up, but attack from behind. And when you hear the sound on the top of the of marching in the top of the balsam trees, move quickly. That's the sign. Oh, and I the Lord have gone before you to strike down your enemy. And so David obeyed the Lord, he struck down the enemy all the way from Gibeon even to Gezer. If you want to look up a map, that's a huge portion of Israel and this is what God did. He struck down the enemy because David asked the Lord and the Lord heard him and God honored David because David was reliant on the Lord. No. So I just moved this over. The whole thing here, and the whole thing about you and me asking God's direction in our lives, it's not really about getting the right direction. That's a side benefit. The big heart issue. About you and me relying on God is that God loves to see that. God will honor you just like He honored David because David relied totally on what he should do in his life. And the day that we just make up our own minds and never bring God into the equation is the day that we will fall. So David didn't do that, he had the spiritual. Uh, maturity, to know that he needed to pray about these situations. We're told straight away that when the enemy heard how David had captured Jerusalem, was king of Israel, they gathered to attack. I was 19, and I was only a Christian a few months, and this prophet, a pastor, but he was a prophetic ministry from America, arrived into the house church. I was a Christian and I had come to faith in His name was Charles Crawl. And he came in and he just prophesied over people. He was a mighty man of God. But I went up to talk to him. And I was a young guy and a young Christian. And I said, sometimes I feel like the enemy, the evil one is so strong and I want to do the right thing. And he stopped me, as an old man can do to a young guy. And he said to me, when the weakest Christian falls on his knees and prays, the enemy trembles. Amen. Hallelujah. The Christian that no one kind of reads. The Christian that people say, I don't know when he or she laughs at all. When he or she falls on his knees to pray, the enemy trembles. Why did this enemy attack David? Because he was a threat. Do you know that you're a threat to the enemy? in your workplace, in your family, in your neighbourhood. Now, if you're in the closet and you tell no one, you're probably less of a threat. But if you own your faith, if you're not afraid of it, if you're not hiding from it, you're, you're a threat to the enemy. And the enemy was really threatened by David. But they didn't know what they were taking on. Now, last week we saw how the enemy David attack was called the Jebusites. And they were those who discouraged. So the people in your life who discourage you. And they, they, that was the enemy David won and had a victory over. The Philistines are a different enemy. Uh, the Hebrew root of that word is pa'lash, and it means those who invade, intruders, trespassers. What does that mean today? Well, let's say you get a promotion at work, and someone is jealous of you moving forward in your life and in the workplace. If they start a whisper campaign to uh, undermine you or to give you a bad name because of that jealousy, they're invading your uh, just fruits of your hard work. They're trying to trespass into an area they shouldn't. And that can happen in families, in school, in lots of situations. So this is the enemy that was really threatened by David and they decided to attack. What does David do? David does what every believer should do. He prayed and he inquired of the Lord. Will I attack? Will you give me this victory? I know this is kind of ABC basic stuff. But the amount of Christians who forget this. It's basic. But you and I are called to pray. Would anyone say amen? amen. Just bring God into it. Should I go for the interview for that job? Should I ask that girl out? Could she be my wife? Should I try and rent that apartment, buy that house? Should I do that course? Should I give a bit of time into that friendship? Whatever it is, bring God into your decision making. If you will, God will will recognize your reliance and he'll honor you. So God loves to see this and he saw it in David's heart. And the message was simple, the Lord said yes. It was either a yes or a no. It was that kind of a prayer. So the Bible tells us to bring our requests before God. That's us speaking. That's where we begin. But if you will, the next step on the journey is where we ask God and God will say yes or no. So some of us need to get to the place where we start praying. And more of us need to get to the place where we start hearing clearly yes, no. So for example, it's like the children of Israel in the desert, in the book of Exodus, God was leading them and there was no light pollution, it was really dark. And if God wanted to lead them and wanted them to move, we're told in Exodus 13, that the Lord led his people by a, a pillar of fire through the night. So this large uh, circular pillar of fire would appear in the sky and move and the children of Israel would follow it. It was really simple. You didn't have to have uh, binoculars with you or anything like that. It was very clear. When the elders of the early Christian church met just before the day of Pentecost to elect and to choose a successor for Judas the traitor who betrayed Jesus. They choose two men, but then they ask the Lord to speak through lots. It was like a yes or a no. And God, they cast the lot like a dice before the Lord, and they choose a guy called Matthias. It was quite simple, but for some of us it's a big step. But this is where David was, it was a clear yes or a no, and so that's okay, we can kind of get there. It's the next step, the third and final one. We're told that the enemy spread out and attacked a second time. I hate that word, spread out. The enemy was about his business. Isn't that true in life? That the problem we thought we overcame comes back to us again. We thought we had our marriage problems sorted out, but guess what, it raises up again. We thought that health issue was dealt with but there it appears in a test again. We thought we had got over that financial difficulty, but here we're back in it again. We thought that friendship was back on a sound footing, but the same problem comes up again. When the enemy or a situation comes back a second time, don't think it's just you, it's everyone. Would anyone say amen? amen? Because we often see the same problem coming back again and again. Here's the rope. If you think, or I think, that we can handle it, that we say, you know what, dealt with this before, I'm going to deal with it again. That's the rock you'll perish on. And I'll perish on. Because just because we dealt with it one way before, doesn't mean that'll work again. We need a fresh word for today, hallelujah. Yesterday's manna turns mouldy the day after. God gave them supernatural bread in the wilderness manna. But if they tried to keep it for the second day, it went mouldy. They had to go up and get a fresh outpouring of manna. Brothers and sisters, if you handled a problem one way, don't just assume it's that again. Ask God for a fresh word. Amen. Amen. That's What David did, and that's the way God moved in his life. Because we're told, David went back and prayed a second time. He asked the Lord again. It was a different direction. David wanted to hear what God had to say. And when God spoke to him, it was nothing like the first answer. If David had just gone on yesterday's word... On the old man, he'd have been defeated. If he just went up and attacked frontal, he'd have lost the battle. The enemy would have won that battle. It's a bit like a hundred years ago. This week, if you had been in Cork, there would have been a war here. It's called the Irish War of Independence. And they knew they couldn't win the war by conventional warfare, and so they did a thing called guerrilla warfare. That's how Ireland won its independence 100 years ago. They, they did it a different way. And if you were here last week, we saw that David captured Jerusalem by going through the water tunnels. He went underground. It was unconventional. It wasn't really the normal way of doing it. God is a creative God, and just because it worked once one way, doesn't mean it works another way. And David had the humility and the reliance to go on his knees and say, Lord, what am I to do this time? I'm going to go through what God said, but let me just quote the the final bit of what God said, and I'm going to quote it from the old King James version of the Bible, because I just think it puts it in a real kind of prophetic, or um, poetic, I should say, way. And uh, the old King James Bible, for those of you who don't speak English as your first language, it's just an older type of English. But anyway, here it goes in verse 21 When thou hearest the sound in the tops of the trees, then thou shalt bestir thyself. Bestir thyself. In other words, stir your soul. It's not God stir my soul, it's you stir your soul. When is the last time you stirred your soul? Did you know this same David would prophesy to himself? And we read in the Psalms where David would say, and he'd go off and he'd have a good old chat with himself. And that's not crazy, it's wise. And David said, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. When is the last time you gave yourself a good talking to because you know your thinking and your emotions were going downhill? Bestore thyself, stir your soul time out and go, you know what, I'm not going in the right direction. There's a lot of people with stone-cold hearts that used to be in this hall before the great pandemic, before the longest lockdown, and their hearts are stone-cold. I don't know what their spiritual future is, but they didn't bestir themselves. They were just cold. And brothers and sisters, when I stand before the great judgment seat, I'll be judged as a pastor as well as a Christian, and I do not want to have it said that I didn't try and get the people of God that were under our pastoral care to stir your souls. You can go off and go, I'm not going to stir my soul at all, I'm just going to watch Debbie. All right, that's your thing. But can I plead with you? Would you stir your soul? Anyone say you, Stir your soul. Come alive god isn't dead he's alive and your faith and my faith is meant to be alive it's not ding down dare you bow down stand up and all of that it's a living thing and so god said this to david stir yourself and here's the detail god said you don't attack from the front don't attack that way that's not what i want you to do what worked yesterday Is not going to work today? Hang on God, it's the same enemy. I'm in the same situation. Doesn't matter, it's a new day and here's a new way that you'll overcome. No frontal attack, attack from behind or from the rear. Listen for the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees. What a bizarre, weird thing. It's like you're not really going to hear marching in the top of the trees. So this is a supernatural sign. Have you ever prayed for God to say, God, will you show me something really bizarre? And then I know you're in it. Gideon, in the book of Judges, were told, laid a fleece before God. That was uh, the cutting of a sheep, you know, the sheep's wool. And he pulled it out and he prayed to the Lord. If this is your will, your will let the wool and let the fleece be wet and the ground dry. It was a bizarre thing then I know you're speaking to me. Then I know this is the way to go. So this sound of marching in the balsam trees was was a supernatural sign. And as soon as you hear it, move fast. When you know God has spoken, just move. And I sense prophetically, there's someone here today, you know God has spoken and you just haven't moved. You need to disturb yourself. You need to stir your soul because God has spoken. Maybe you need to ask her out on a date and you know that God is saying, she's the one for you. And you're going, any day now, Lord, any day, buddy. (laughs) Don't work that way. Sometimes you just have to take a step of faith. That's the sign. That's the sign. So in your life, this could be a crisis. And some of us may be in a crisis this morning. But just as much... This could very just easily be regular stuff, but we need to hear God speaking very clearly to us. Because after the great pandemic, after the longest lockdown, God wants to stir your soul and mine, and he wants to give us a sound of marching in the balsam trees in our experience. I love what a guy called Adam Clark. He was a Bible a commentator, an Irishman from County Fermanagh. And back in the early 1800s, he wrote about this verse. Why are such detailed communications not available now? Because they are not asked for. So many today have no spiritual intercourse with their maker. He's not wrong, is he? You have not, Jesus said. Because you did not ask. Because you ask not. You have not, because you ask not. And I've sat with people and they go, this isn't in my life, and I'd say, have you asked? No, like, it's supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. You and me are meant to pray and then believe God, amen? You have not because you ask not. And I love what Alan Clark says. So many today have no spiritual intercourse. You know, the Bible talks about a man or a woman. When we relate with God, it says, and Jesus says it at the great day. He said, depart from me, I never knew you. Or he will say, when I come into my Father's kingdom, I know you. Now the Bible uses that word know when it's a man and a woman get married. It's an intimate knowledge of one another. And that's the knowing God that the Bible talks about. And that's the spiritual intercourse we're meant to have. I don't mean it in some weird way, I just mean it's deep. That's what God wants for you and for me. Would anyone say amen? Amen. And here we come to the third thing. We need to pray to God, we need to hear yes and no, but we equally need to know the when and the how. Is this right God? Yes. When do I do it? How do I do it? And that's the mark of a mature believer when you begin to understand the nuance, the shades of grey. The various ways that the yes and the no come into it i love this anonymous quote to hear god's voice you must first turn down the world's volume i was reading my bible there recently and i anyone here on spotify or any of those music streams no nobody at all in one, two, three. Okay, so either anyway, I'm, I'm on spotify and i like to put on different music Love Irish folk music, like classical music as well. But I had on instrumental music in the background, and I was reading my Bible. And, you know, I had to turn off the music because I literally couldn't fully hear what the Bible was saying to me because the music was on. And I physically turned off the music, turned it on later on, but I turned it off to really hear what God was saying to me. And you and I have to turn down the volume of the world's sound in our lives. So you might be music, it could be other people's voices, it could be an electronic device, it could be the busyness of responsibility, it could be anything. It could be work overwhelming you. Just turn down the volume a bit to hear God's voice. And this is what David did. He went and he heard God's voice. We need the yes and the no, but we also need the when and the how. Would anyone say amen? Amen. It's a bit more um, complicated when God speaks in a more detailed way. And I would say about half of us here today love detail. We want to know that detail. And the other half of us Struggle and don't really have patience to hear that kind of detail. But sometimes you really, and I really, need to be still and listen to the detail. And God will speak to us in five main ways. Through the Bible when we read it and the verse comes alive. He'll speak to us through peace. It's like an umpire in our heart. We have a peace about a decision or we don't have any peace about it. He speaks to us through open and closed doors in our lives. He speaks to us through trusted friends who love God, who will speak good counsel or advice to us. And also, he speaks prophetically. And that can be the still, small voice. And there's nothing weird about it. It's the way human beings were made. We were always meant to get a sense of God's voice. And he can speak through prophecies and visions and dreams that other Christians can share. So these are the main ways God will speak to us. And we have to have the patience to listen to the detail of the when and the how. And some of us today need to pray that. We're like at base camp, we can hear yes and no, but we've never really heard anything more detailed than that. And I believe today that God wants us to come to that place. It's a bit like my last verse the mysterious way God spoke in the New Testament. It was a thing called Urim and Tumen. And we're told in Numbers 27, 21, stand before the high priest who will obtain direction by Urim and Thumen before God. Urim means um, light and Thumen means, I'm about to forget now, I'm sharing it at the last one. Uh, perfection, so light and perfection. The thing is, like, there's two or three verses in the Bible, and even the rabbis, nobody fully understands how this worked. We know the high priest had it on his chest. There were, like, um, stones with the words written on it. But it's like God has mysteriously, deliberately kept it mysterious in the scripture so that we can't put it into a scientific formula. And so that degree of openness to how God can speak to us must always be part of our economy and our relationship with God. So today we're going to pray in just a moment for those of us who want to go that bit deeper in hearing God's voice and getting God's direction. Will you stand with me, brothers and sisters? When God whispers, are we willing to put on the earphones to hear the word of God into our lives today? We're going to sing a beautiful song, speak to me, word of God, how apt. We're going to sing that and we're going to pray. I want to hear your voice, God, because I never have. Or I want to move from just yes and no to a deeper level sing before God, and then we pray. Samus. I want to hear God's voice. I just want to hear your voice in my experience. See your hands. Praise God. And some of us here, we know God's voice, but we want to go deeper. We want to hear the detail. And by putting up our hands to that and the other, we're saying, I rely on God. So if that's you, you want to hear the greater detail, will you lift your hands? Okay, so there's loads of hands up. Um, if you're comfortable with it, you're, you're welcome to come up to the top, but you can stay at your seat as well. But we've plenty room here at the top. Let's just sing the chorus to let people move and come to the top if they want. So wake my soul and then we pray. God, I know you want me to do that thing. If there's anyone here who wants to put a fleece before the Lord, will you lift up your hand today? Okay. In the name of Jesus, we pray you would search my brothers and sisters' hearts now all over this hall. And the fleece that they are now giving to you, Lord, this unusual scenario, if this happens, We will know that you are speaking from heaven into our experience. And we will know that that's what you want us to do. Like Gideon, with humble hearts, we place it on the altar and ask you to move. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of us who want to hear God's word speaking directly into our lives or a more detailed version. Let's just lift up our hands for that. Holy Spirit, come and move. For those who have never heard your voice, we pray now, O God, that you would speak. we we'll say amen. Amen. We pray you will speak through the Bible, through the prophetic, through open and closed doors, through good advice from trusted friends. We pray you would speak through the still, small voice. For the yeses and the noes, O God, speak this very week. And for those of us who need to hear when, and how, and the complicated answer, I pray patience into every soul here. Amen? Amen. That we will have patience to hear you. And I equally pray that we will have faith to believe that you speak today, that you're alive, and that this isn't our imagination, that this is what the Bible has talked about for thousands of years. What generation after generation of Christians have walked in for thousands of years. And any hipster who today says this is a load of rubbish is flying against you, God. And flying against the face. The face of thousands of years of experience. Oh God, speak to us. Direct us. Show us the way we are to go. And let us know that we're not alone. But that your voice the voice of the shepherd is speaking because you promised us my sheep, hear my voice. Help us as your sheep to hear your voice tonight and in the week ahead. In Jesus' name, and for one more time, God's people said, amen. I'm amen. Amen. going to just close in prayer now, but we've made the hour praise, God. Would you lift your hands one last time? For the week ahead of us, we don't know what the week will bring. The joy, the answered prayers, the challenges or the attack. But we give the week to you, Lord. And we don't go into the week as atheists. We go into the week as believers. And we pray, oh God, you would protect us and the people we love. That you would bless us and the people we love. And that you would go before us. And we pray, God, you will keep us safe again until we meet here again next week. And that in the meantime, it would be a week of revelation, of supernatural, of prophetic, of fleeces dry and fleeces wet. And, oh God, let us be stronger this time next week because of what you're going to do during the week. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God, thank you everyone for coming. We really appreciate you taking the time and spending this hour with the Lord and with his people. The band are gonna play us out. Coffee is being served in our courtyard cafe. Our exit is down here, over to your left. Let's make our way out. Thank you Sam, and thank you to everyone on Facebook and Instagram for watching. God bless you, hope we see you soon.